With the return of the NBA season coming fast, The Athletic has launched The Athletic NBA Show, a daily podcast combining some of your favorite basketball voices under one umbrella. David Aldridge, Ethan Strauss, Marcus Thompson, Zach Harper, Sam Amick, and more, along with a rotating cast of beat writers from around the league. Every day features a new show covering everything from insider news to cultural issues and deep dives into in-game analysis. So before things tip off later this month, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic's NBA Show, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to a new episode of Wizards After Dark. We're we're just going to talk Wizards basketball on this one. Uh, if if you missed an episode, I'm going to say right off the top, if you missed an episode that I did earlier this week, this one should be going up on Thursday morning. If you missed the one that came out on Tuesday, I suggest you go back and you check out that one uh, I had on four other writers from The Athletic, three of them Jewish, and we talked about the comments from Steven Jackson and Deshaun Jackson and uh, that other athletes have made the anti-Semitic comments that came out. We also put up a story on The Athletic today that I guess would be Wednesday, July 15th. It went up. Uh, but today, basketball. Straight basketball. You know what? I'm not even going to say that we're talking basketball because we're really just talking the tangentials of basketball. We're talking bubble. We're talking bubble gossip. We're talking hotlines. We're talking everything else. And uh, on the line with me, I got uh, my producer, Andrew Schlecht. What's up, Fred? And from the bubble, sitting in the wor- the world's hot spot, in the safest place of the world's hot spot, where he's being tested every day and is literally not allowed to leave his hotel room, from, uh, from USA Today, Mark Medina. Matthew, how are you, sir? I'm I'm good. So you've you've been in what? How many days of quarantine now? Two days? It seems like forever, but since Sunday. So you've been three days of quarantine now. What? And you know what? What are you doing with your time? Well, I will say this: you say three days of quarantine, three days of negative tests too. So that's good. There you go. And I think a fourth negative's coming. So I'll take it. What have I been doing? It's been a mix of. Uh, you do this and rinse and repeat. You sleep, you wake up, you put your data into the My Health app, take your temperature, all that fun stuff, fill out the questionnaire, and then have some breakfast from whatever was placed outside my door, and then shower, get on a conference call with the, uh, the folks at USA Today, and then either after that, go on zoom interviews, do phone interviews, do radio interviews, writing. And that takes me through whatever. And at some point, you know, at noon, they drop off another bag of food and at six o'clock they drop off another bag of food. And sometimes somewhere in between or somewhere after three healthcare officials come by and swab my mouth and swab both sides of my nose. It's very glamorous. <laughs> so, Mark, how many of these Disney people are you seeing? Like, or how, how many are you coming into close contact with? Because that's like been the main concern is these people that can kind of move in and out of this bubble. Uh, what is what has that been like? Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of them. Uh, you know, they place the meals outside my door, but when they knock, they then leave. So I'm not near them. But when I got dropped off at my hotel Sunday afternoon, um, 
it was an interesting uh, way of how they staggered this because the Disney employees have been told to be out of sight when people are on property, but to also be helpful. And so I was looking around for an employee to help with my bags because I had three of them and a backpack and I only have two arms and two hands, right? So they brought a birdcage down. They disinfected it. They put the luggage on there. And that person took the elevator. I took four flights of stairs. So we were not near each other at all. And while I was taking the stairs, he was putting my bags outside the door so that by the time I got to the door, he wasn't there. And then I used my magic band, which is also our house key or hotel key. And I opened the door and I put the bags in there. And since then, I haven't left the room. <laughs> so, so do you feel safe? Everybody says, like, this is the safest place in the world. This is, this is great. The, you know, all the NBA players are raving about it. Have you... Have you felt the same way since your arrival? Do you feel, and some people even say it's overkill. Like, do you, do you feel that way? I don't think there's such thing as overkill during this pandemic because it's mm -hmm. taken a lot of lives and it's, it's, there's a lot of craziness with it. Um, and so this might not be enough, but I do feel safe. I, I felt a little leery at the airport, but the reality is, you know, with all two credits USA Today, if I felt, any hint of uneasiness that I thought my life was in danger, I wouldn't have gone and they would have been totally supportive of it. Um, but I think, you know, with how they've implemented all these protocols with the required testing, the quarantine setup, uh, just all the checks and balances for not just us, but, you know, the whole league, I think they're, it's as good as can be under these very screwy set of circumstances. Now, I know I'm glad you brought up the part about the concern with the Disney employees, because that is a real concern that some people around the NBA have expressed. But uh, a few weeks ago, I, I did some poking around about this whole issue. I talked to some of the Disney union employees about this. And here were a few takeaways here. You know, I totally get the concern. Hey, why are employees allowed to be in and out of the bubble? Why aren't they quarantined? And the union director broke it down to me very simply saying, look, like I'm a union guy. I'm not I'm not the corporate overlord here. Right. But to ask thousands of employees that make minimum wage, often that are single, you know, single parents, uh, it's just not logistically possible. And if they're in quarantine, they're taking up all the the hotel rooms, right? So, like, that just doesn't work. Now, the concern of what that means, I, I'm I'm pretty confident with how they've addressed it. They they have been trained to handle this whole setup. Basically, how that hotel employee set up. Like, I had to seek him out. He was out of sight, and for the players and the coaches and all the team staff members. Uh, they basically been prepped. Here's the schedule. Here's every team's itinerary. Don't be in the room when they're likely to be there. Uh, don't be on the property when you know teams are there. Do all your work when no one's around. And so they've always they've staggered that. Um, they've also had limited staff where certain amount of employees are assigned a specific floor. 
specific set of rooms for cer- for each of the four hotels. So I think it's fairly minimal. Uh, the second thing is the concern with the testing. And Adam Silver has come around and said that he's talking with Disney to try to change that. Uh, because the reality is I was told that Disney just frankly didn't want to pay for it. Um, but they were rationalizing it beyond the fact that, hey, it costs money. They were thinking their protocols were enough because they, they're doing all the things I outlined. They're also being subject to the reporting your temperature every day and also being monitored before you get to work. And they're being paid for sick days and being paid for any time they're sick with the coronavirus. So COVID or not, they're being paid for sick days. So there's no financial incentive to work. And so they felt confident that would be enough. But, you know, I think there is a pivot point. The NBA is going to at least have them get tested. But there, there's no there's no way around it. They're not in the bubble. But I think because it's they're out of sight, out of mind, I don't think that that's going to be a significant issue. Is it weird to you that your medicals are a real thing now? Joe Varden is because athletes have to deal with this all the time. So it's hypocritical for us to say, no, I can't make my medical history into a story. That's not fair because we do it to athletes all the time. We're out there talking about how they are sick or how they tear an ACL or whatever it is. Right. Joe Varden, meanwhile, is taking his temperature for videos that we're just putting on our Twitter feed, which if if you told me four months ago that. Screw all this other information. The most baffling thing to me over the last four months is that if you told me four months ago, hey, you know what's going to be great social media content? Joe Varden is going to take his temperature and it's going to be a 98.6 and we're going to put it on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) If you told me, I'd be like, wait, why is that? I would be so unbelievably confused as to where we were on in the world. And yet. That is what is happening now. That is Joe Varden's live blog, and he's doing the same thing as you. Joe Varden, of course, our, our national NBA reporter, and and Joe is Joe is in the bubble for us, and he's quarantining in the same hotel as you, probably nearby. Like, is it is that such a weird thing to you? Because I feel like over these last four months, as like content creators, we've kind of had to change our approach to the job for numerous different reasons but i think also once the bubble is started like there's this great nba bubble life twitter account which has got what ninety thousand followers and it's been six days or something and it's already got ninety thousand followers and it's just aggregating instagram videos and just things that the players are putting online from their time in the bubble and and there's just all of this the nba is so big on the off-court stuff and now all of a sudden like you're one of the characters in the bubble and we're not good with being characters in the story, right? Our job is to be observers of the story. Is it weird to be a character in the story? It is, but not for the reasons you explained. Like, I mean, I, I shared my first COVID results online just to kind of make a public service announcement if anyone cared. Right. But after that, I, I started kind of going away, the posting, all the food and posting, hey, here's my temperature because I just figured no one cares. And I, I'm i not good with like those kind of things because at least in my mind, and I say this as like 
very much to each their own. So this isn't like a subliminal shot at all. But I feel like if I do those things, it's kind of douchey and narcissistic and just like no one gives a shit. (laughs) Right. So that's where I'm at. But I don't I don't have any concern or discomfort about talking about my medical journey or whatever. I mean, at the beginning of the podcast, I was sharing, hey, I got three negative tests, right? So I think the awkwardness for me was two things. Just deal, even though I knew I was fine, I sensed it, you just never know. So awaiting that first test and also the second test, because you do want the, the consecutive negatives, that was kind of a, a burden being lifted. And also, I think most importantly for the family, like being able to tell all of a sudden your worried parents that usually weren't worried since like high school, right, are now anxious and you share them this news and you, you feel happy that you can de-stress them a little bit. But now I think the awkwardness was like, I don't want to keep posting what the meals are because I also don't want to be tone deaf either. Like, you know, it's just who cares how food the different, how different the food is. Like we're in the middle of pandemic and there's like 50 unemployed people. Like it's just so tone deaf. So that's where my discomfort level is. All right. I want to know. So who's there? Tanya Ganguly's there. Ben Golliver's there. Uh, Joe Varden's there. Mark Stein is there. Some others are there. Yeah, Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. Mark Spears from The Undefeated. Rachel Nichols from ESPN. Uh, Malika Kyle, Andrews is there. Malika Andrews from ESPN. Uh, Chris Haynes from Yahoo. Chris Haynes, is, Chris Haynes and Malika are out of quarantine because they got here before we did. Um, I'm trying to so think. So what's, what's like Kyle, the media? Kyle, Kyle Goon with SoCal News Group. Right. That's an upset. Kyle Goon, good reporter. Yeah. But that's an upset. Respect. He's good. He was on the flight with me. So is Rachel Nichols. It was cool seeing them, even though like I kind of saw them from a distance, <laughs> you know, because you're supposed to. It was cool seeing them. Yeah. I mean, there are just I don't know if like the public realizes that's it. Like, that's all the media that is there. We oh, have one. Tim Reynolds from the AP. Oh, Tim Reynolds. There we go. Yeah. Tim Reynolds, too. Also an amazing reporter. But that's it. Like, that's all. That is your on-site NBA media now. It's, there are no, I, Kyle Goon, is he the, he's the only true beat reporter there. Like, I don't really think of Malika Andrews as a beat reporter. She's kind of like a, re, ESPN does its whole regional set up you know yeah and you know in fairness i wasn't taking attendance because i'm not tim frank so there may have been other people but those are the names i remember and see and read yeah so so it's it's just it's going to be fascinating to see how all of that goes i want to know i want to get your thoughts andrew what are your thoughts on this all right this has been on my mind a lot (laughs) i'm so i'm i'm i want to talk about snitching just the general <laughs> concept of snitching. Okay. Yeah. So there's a hotline where guys can call in on other guys. And to be clear, if I were a player, I would snitch so hard. I would snitch. You would snitch so hard. I would snitch to everybody. 
if if I saw somebody really good, I'd be thrilled to. I'd 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 be calling that line so quick, but in actuality, it is weird to be calling in and doing that stuff. And there are obvious conflicts of interest in calling in and reporting players. Do we think that like that that hotline where you call in and you report social distancing violations anonymously and all that kind of stuff? And Shams reported that people have called into that line. Players have called into that line. To report other players. And I think it was Dwight Howard, right? Who said that uh, somebody called in to report him for not wearing a mask, which like, Dwight, wear a mask. Wear a mask, Dwight. Yeah. But where, where do we stand on this? Where do we stand on the a- Andrew, where, where's like the official Wizards After Dark line with the the Wizards, with the NBA snitching hotline? I, I need as much snitching as possible. Because, <laughs> because I want to see an NBA championship. You know, like I want to see it happen, right? Um, if if yeah. these guys are letting things slide and like, yeah, I don't know, like that's eh, okay if Quinn Cook goes out, like who cares? Like, no, call it in. Don't don't let these guys do this because what's going to make everything stop is if everything's kind of gets lax on the rules and we get too comfortable and then one person gets in and as we know, one person getting it obviously means that others will get it especially after everybody's passed through quarantine, right? Like other people will get it. It will happen. And it will probably be multiple teams that get it. And then what do we do? So snitch, snitch all the time, please. Medina, you going to snitch? Are you going to write it? If you, if you see with your own eyes, this guy clearly went out and I saw him sneak off the campus for whatever reason. I think when people hear so-and-so, you would, you would write it. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, in normal me circumstances, too, I'm not pro snitch because what, is, what are you snitching about? Someone's private life? Who cares? But this is right. public health and safety. And the other thing is, OK, there might be. First of all, I don't I don't know what the severity of it is. If like the phone lines are being flooded or if it's just a handful of people or whatever. But, yeah, there there surely is self-interest. But you know, to kind of just defend our profession a little bit. Um, we're not judging these people on if they're saints or not. We're judging on if the information is correct. So who cares if they're self-interest, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I think is, when people yeah. when people talk about so-and-so is going to leave, like I think this person's more, more likely to leave. Like the reason that people say they're going to leave is always something along the lines of like they're meeting a girl or sneaking a girl in or going to a club. It's always something that's not G rated, you know, but it could legitimately be as simple of as, Oh my God, I've been here for so long. I just need to take a walk. I mean, Rashawn Holmes was just getting a Postmates order. He didn't do anything morally wrong. He was just not intelligent with following the rules after immediately getting there and leaving campus to go make contact with the Postmates delivery person. That's not something morally wrong with what he did. It just wasn't very smart what he did. Um, it's it's just it's such a. It's there's so many reasons that somebody could want to leave like stir craziness alone, Um, even though it seems like they have a lot of activities. But like how many days in a row can you fish? How many days in a row can you fish and catch the same bass 
over and over and over again. Is every player catching the exact same bass, by the way? Because every single time I see a picture on Instagram of some guy catching a bass, it that is the same. I don't even know if it's a bass. Is that a bass? I think it's a bass. It's the same fish, though. I think there's one fish you, in that lake. You know what, though, Fred? Like, I've had a little patience during this whole thing for the whole, like, oh, what do we do? We're going stir crazy. I'm bored. I am fully empathetic for everyone during this pandemic and the the being on campus, like being away from family, the health and safety concerns, like that is all real. But for the, oh, how do we keep these guys entertained? Who gives a, you know what? Like just we're in the middle of a yes. pandemic and suck Hand it, it to up. me, Medina. Like, Hand it to me, who, Medina. Are we allowed to swear on this or no? Say whatever you want, yeah. Like, who gives a fuck, like, what there is to do on <laughs> campus? Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic here. Like, who gives a rat's ass what there is to do here? You know what? You're 100% correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're totally and, right. And, and this isn't just NBA campus. This is for all the... The the fucking assholes that like are getting pissed off they can't go to Starbucks like just fucking be patient and let this get sorted out. I told yeah. you you were allowed to curse and you're just now you're just letting it rain. I'm letting it rain. It's four four months or whatever of frustration. <laughs> just busting them out. Oh man, anything else you want to get off your chest? I mean, this isn't a political like podcast, to, so there wouldn't be talk more. About, but. <laughs> this shouldn't be political. This shouldn't be political. This is not political. In well, no, 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 no. What, what I was saying, you're like, is there anything more you'd want to get off your yeah, chest? Yeah, like, well, exactly. yeah, we can certainly have a lot of more things to get off our chest. Well, we're, we're on an NBA podcast. <laughs> oh, man. No. I mean, no, you're you're right. I'm glad. I'm glad you called me out on that because you're right. You're right. I understand the. I do genuinely understand the human in, the the um the human inclination to want to go th- do something that has been the natural thing to do for essentially your entire life. But you're right. These are adults, and we're adults, and we should act like adults when there's health and tons of money on the line. If we don't act like adults, so. You're right. And I will and I will say this, like it will change soon enough, but even even though we're in the initial stages, like both ourselves as media members and like people with basketball, like they have their days fairly occupied because they're going to practice and film sessions, all those things. Like, you know, when I'm being asked the question, oh, what do you what do you do with the day now that you're cooped up in the room? It's like, well, I'm doing all these interviews and I'm writing articles. Like it's my, it's my job. Like I don't care. <laughs> Way to catch Disney yourself. Plus. That time. Like I don't care what is on TV. Like I got enough to keep me busy here. <laughs> did you, did you bring anything special to the bubble? Like normally let's say you're going on a seven day road trip or let's say you're going on a, a long, normal road trip. You're going on a yeah. 10 day road trip, right? You'll you'll pack more and that kind of stuff. But what's something you brought to the bubble that you would not bring on a 10 day road trip? Well, I think it was just more of everything. So, you know, I brought a lot more clothes and I wanted to fit like each kind of setting. So even though we're all kind of combined quarantine and after we're out of quarantine, I wanted to have a good set of casual stuff good set of workout stuff and then a good set of like 
business stuff because I'm doing, I'm still doing some TV stuff. You know, maybe we're at the arena. We're supposed to do some video. Maybe that's what we're supposed to dress like, or maybe it's summer league. I don't know, but I want to come prepared there. And then, yeah, I brought more books and movies. So, you know, I'm going to read, uh, elevated that, uh, the book that Harvey Ayrton had with all his different columns over the years on the NBA. Um, Let's see. I have David Halberstam's The Children. Uh, he, I, I mean, who he is, it's self-explanatory. He's written some of the best history and sports books ever. But this is during the Civil Rights era, and it's like 700 pages. So I thought it would be a good, meaty book, especially during these times. Uh, let's see. I, brought, I bought one of Michael Lewis's new book, The New New Thing. It's like about the whole Silicon Valley stuff. And I think that's pretty much it. Living then, it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm really living it up. <laughs> Going wild. Being quarantined with people, you uh, you learn a lot more about them. And some of that is how they smell. And if you are a man and you're looking to smell good, you've got to check out Hawthorne. I got some of their soap, body wash, deodorant and lotion in the mail in a package, really a beautiful package. And it is great. It got this giant bar of soap that I've been using. It not only exfoliates, but it makes your, your skin just smell and feel so good. It's easily the best soap I've ever owned. And I've owned a lot of different soaps, but this is easily the best soap. And it's a great gift for Father's Day. So they've got cologne, they have soap, they have all kinds of body wash and lotion. And they have like hand cream and things like that that'll just make you smell great. And I think one challenge that, that men have is when you walk into a store, maybe you're going to find cologne, maybe you're going to find a good smelling soap. I don't know what I'm looking for, and I'm sure that you guys don't either. And so Hawthorne makes it super easy. You take a two minute, two minute quiz when you get onto their website. That's hawthorne.co. When you go to their website, and you take the quiz and it actually asks some like random questions and some questions specific to you and it kind of spits out this algorithm that gives you your kind of soap and your cologne scent which is really cool and it is so helpful to me because i don't want to have to choose that i really don't care about choosing what it is but hawthorne does it for you and it does it right so listeners Check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E dot C-O, not dot com, Hawthorne.co. And use the promo code down to dunk to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. And use the promo code down to dunk to get 10% off of your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. What's the uh, toiletry situation? You, you having like tiny soaps for three months? What's going on there? That's a great question. Um... So from my understanding, there, there hasn't been housekeeping this week because uh, we're in quarantine. But once we're out of quarantine, they'll clean the room every other day. So I don't think there's going to be a lack of supply there. But I brought my own like well-stocked deodorant, shaving cream, like hair gel, all that stuff. But like the sh- the sh- the soap and shampoo, like. That's going to be fully stocked. They got it under control. Is there is there a uh, is there like a reasonable grocery situation? Or are you just reliant on on room service all the time? 
right now I'm just getting the bags that are outside my door. Um, now, once we're out of quarantine, the food is going to get better because we're not doing that anymore. Um, you know, I'll have a better grasp of it, but from I, what I understand, I mean, there's a lot of different takeout options on campus, delivery options. Uh, at the hotel, there's kind of like a, a buffet style of food, but because of the times we're in, it's one of those you got to pack it and take it to your room sort of deal. So I don't think there's trips to the grocery store that will be need to be made. And, you know, that kind of reminds me, that's one example why I think where I'm at now is safer than I would be in L.A. Because when I was in L.A., I've been following the rules, but I still went to the grocery store and I don't need to go to the grocery store anymore. So I think for me, really, the only risk was flying. But I made sure I went on a airline that was taking this seriously so delta props to them they're not filling the middle seats face masks are required so it was all good there and you know i've got negative tests so i guess it's uh fingers crossed on the way back whenever that is yeah what what a percentage of the meal are you eating when they drop it off <laughs> so like people have seen question. like I've seen like the the array of of things that you're given for each meal, but what how much are you eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What percentage? Um, I'd say about fifty because I'm not much of a salad guy, and I'm not much like I'm a healthy eater if this makes sense, but I don't like to eat salad. So with that, I've I haven't had much use for the salad. There's been certain dishes that I feel are a little fattening. So, like, I'm loading up on all the fruits and veggies and poultry. Like, that's fine. Sometimes I do indulge on the desserts only because, you know, it's better to not be hungry. Um, but the drinks, I'll tell you, I've been, I've been very selective on the drinks. I don't drink any soda because it's bad for you. I don't drink orange juice and apple juice because it's loaded with sugar. So they say it's a fruit drink, but it's actually a terrible thing to have. And so really the only thing I'm having is water. And then I'll have this some of the Starbucks coffee, which isn't great for you, but there's been days where you're getting up early or working late and you just kind of need a jolt. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of drinks in the bag that you know, I could give them, give back to them whenever they're ready. All right. Let's, let's get to the important stuff. What's that? Um, uh, we got to talk. I, I assume you're following NBA bubble life, right? Yeah. Andrew, I know you're following it because we had a conversation about it. Of course. So I know you're aware of it. <laughs> All right. Who's, who's the bubble MVP right now? JJ Redick shotgunning the beer. That's a good one. That's a good one. He's a candidate. I, I think Darius Baisley's a candidate. And he was he was go- he was golfing, I believe, too today. Yeah, he was. I think uh, I think Montrez Harrell is a candidate. Well, Harrell's good. Yeah, I mean, bringing why why am I blanking here? He brought the uh, personal sauna sauna. Yeah, and he's using Wait. this time to like do some stuff with his clothing line. <laughs> Lou Williams brought like a recording studio with him. 
So that's that's definitely MVP. I mean, if Mature. if I'm being honest, the one the one who's not quite the MVP, but is is the most like me. Brought the thing. They're the two people who who brought things the most that I would do if I were in their situation. What's that? Kent Kent Bazemore brought one of those like multi-purpose panini makers that you can bring. You can like make bacon and eggs and Ooh. pancakes. Like one part's a griddle and one part's yeah. like you know a ribbed a ribbed uh, stove, and you can use it as a press as well. It opens and closes, and it, it's a very nice. It's a super nice, like almost like it's almost like a super, super high end George Foreman, you know, Um, and that's great. Kent Bazemore was making pancakes in his room today. I just think that's so practical and it's portable that that's just smart. Like bringing something like that. It's small. It's portable. It's easy. You can use it all the time if you want to cook. It's practical. You can have it in the room like that. That's a great one. And you know what? The, the 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 sauna bringing the sauna is outrageous, but but PJ Tucker ordering a new oh, the, Samsung TV and the hundred be, shoes, yeah. <laughs> well, that's like in character because PJ Tucker loves shoes, but PJ Tucker ordering a new Samsung TV is hilarious to me because he's staying in a five star hotel that certainly already has a nice big TV, and him saying nope. We're getting the nicest Samsung TV possible, and I'm throwing it on the wall. is is great. I respect the hell out of that move. I think it's fantastic. And uh, if uh, if I were PJ Tucker, and I I don't know if I would think to do that, but if I were PJ Tucker and I thought to do that, I very well might might do the same. I thought that was a pretty a pretty tremendous move. But like at some point, if you were allowed in the rooms, like players have to be able to start start doing like a like remember pimp my ride yeah like they gotta yes. start doing like a pimp my room type of thing and and they can take oh. their own videos and can, do it on social exhibit, on the can NBA exhibit account. come on the bubble to do this <laughs> that would be great have exhibit come down quarantine for seven days <laughs> all for the sake of evaluating the pimped out rooms <laughs> Fred, I don't think that you can mention Kent Bazemore as like an MVP. That's just like the biggest like dork dad of the bubble. That's, That's not well, like the I'm the biggest dork dad of the non-bubble. Okay. <laughs> amongst feel, amongst the non-dads. I feel like JJ Reddick is like the most well-rounded person with all this because like you have you have like the college life JJ Reddick shotgunning a beer. You have the fun, you know, the fun relaxation. JJ Reddick with going golfing, but then like he was saying, he loaded up on books. So you have like the intellectual JJ, and then he's he brought a lot of wine. So you have the conversational JJ. Like there's so many different JJs that are in Orlando, but it's just one person. Yeah, that is that is good. Yeah, ba- Darius Baisley is a really interesting one too for a couple reasons. One, he's hilarious on Instagram, he really and if is. you haven't he's seen him catching funny. a fish, it's so funny. But then when you get him in media availability and ask him about catching the fish, he is so boring, just outrageously boring. He's like, "Yeah, I've been fishing a couple times. That was <laughs> that was fun." You're like, "What? Like, like we all watched the video? Like, that was what are you talking about?" Like he just is, he gives all of his personality for Instagram and then zero of it in media availability. Hey Fred, how's, how's Scott Brooks doing uh, in the bubble? 
Scott Brooks seems to be doing good. Scott Brooks said the most shocking thing during a Zoom press conference the other day. Well, and when I, he took a shot at you? No, that's not shocking. He he likes to take shots at me <laughs> in front of other people. What did he say again? He's done it so much. I can't even remember this something time. along the lines of like. Oh, right. I asked him how the bubble I'm, was. It, I'm yeah. here and you're not, so it's great or something. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> I asked him how the bubble was, and he says, I'm here, you're not, so it's great. And then the next day, we were on a Zoom. I didn't tweet this. The next day, we were uh, on a Zoom press conference again, because he speaks at every one of them now. And... Uh, and before I was about to ask my question, you know, it's it's over Zoom and they have a PR person say your name. You like raise your hand virtually in the chat and they say, all right, next up, Fred. And I'm coming on about to say something. He sees that I'm unmuted. I come on the screen and I'm about to ask the question. Scott says, you going to ask me how the bubble is again? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask him just to uh, just to get under his skin? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you know, you know, I find the Zoom press conferences to be really impersonal and and awkward enough to where, like, it's hard to have like if I'm in a scrum, you can have banter and it's not inappropriate. For some reason, when it's on Zoom, I feel like any kind of banter that's not like a full on professional question is just wasting people's time. Yeah. The thing that that I've caught on about Zoom is everyone's like incredibly kind during these times yet there's doesn't seem to be any warmth and like <laughs> how that is possible is because it's zoom and there's no personal interaction yeah it's just i think very, it's weird very yeah. interesting i think it's weird that after every question the reporter who asked the question says thank you scott Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank We'd you. We never doing do this. that. Imagine, imagine if you just said thank you every time you ask somebody a question in person. You would sound like you've never spoken to another person before, and yet I do it too. Like to to the point that that uh, once again, uh, uh, Chase Hughes from NBC Sports Washington, who, who Scott Brooks also likes to give crap to during press conferences, uh, asked a question, and Scott Brooks answered it. And he just stayed on mute, which is like the normal thing to do. Chase did. It's like the normal thing to do. And Scott was clearly waiting for him to say thank you. And Scott just goes, <laughs> you're well." Scott goes, you're welcome, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. What, like, imagine if every time on this podcast, after I asked you a question and you answered it, I was just like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Mark. Uh, ne next up. Like, it's just so weird, and yet everyone does it on Zoom. Thank you, Fred. You made a great point just there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm with you on that, but what I will say, and I, I make this a habit, and I think it's good because it means you care and you're a human being. I think it's good during these times to, before you ask a question, wish them well, you know, hope you're hanging in there because everyone has their own screwy set of circumstances i think that's good right like that's not that's not bad is it it's not bad it's just weird yeah it's just such a weird thing it's it's another weird consequence of of the world just being so wildly different it's very strange and i think it also shows how uncomfortable we all are with this kind of social interaction i think it also shows why like i find that these ants we're getting aren't as good and I don't think it's it's in, in press conferences and this stuff. And I, I don't think it's 
because of any person. I think it's just because everybody kind of feels uncomfortable. And if you're being interviewed in a situation where you're like, this is a little bit awkward, you're not as loose. You're you're not going to be as good of an interview. Like if I were in the position the players were in right now, I wouldn't be as good as I would be if I were just in a normal situation where I'm talking to five people face to face. You know, it's it's totally different. So I, I completely understand uh, that that it would be like that. It's, it's just, it's where the world is a strange place now. It indeed is. But you know what? Like you've been killing it, man. You're still doing your thing. You're still doing these pods. Like you always have a creative way of making a good story. Even if the circumstances aren't ideal or the access isn't there. I so. just I just want to make it clear that you didn't actually say that, and I said that, and then edited your voice after I did my voice after the fact. You didn't, it sounded you, like you, you didn't, put you, it didn't you, you didn't do auto tune on me. <laughs> I just I just changed your voice, my voice to sound like yours. And and, and for the listeners, I have to make it clear: Fred did not say, "Hey, can you make sure you drop this comment in at some point in the podcast." This is- this, this is, is becoming me. this is less me. and less I'm, believable. No, this is me. I'm prompted. <laughs> this entire episode has been unscripted, and I'm being serious. It is just, hey, we're talking. It's organic. So that was my thought bubble that I had when Fred was saying how weird and it's difficult. But you know what? Like, I think Fred is one of uh, many examples in our field that, like, you roll with the ingredients you have. And you still make something that's edible and good and tasty, right? And that's a mark of a good sports writer, my friend. Wow. Wow. We're going to have to delete all that out because no one's going to believe it's real. You should put it on the reel and get your agent. <laughs> there you go. Uh, who did we decide was the MVP of the bubble? I said J.J. Who you think, think it's J.J. There, there were some other candidates, though. Yeah, you know what? I'm giving out co-MVPs for now. Who's for the now, I'm giving Kent out co-MVPs. No, no, I'm not going to say Kent Bazemore. Kent, Kent Bazemore is um, what's what's like a what's like a really practical award. What's what's an award you'd give to the most? Like uh, Kent Bazemore is like uh, Executive of the Year for just mm-hmm. making a great a great practical personnel decision that's going to last him well in the long term. With what's that the community, that what's girl. the award for community? Oh, community yeah. assist. Yeah, community assist. Because yeah. he can make food for everybody. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, I, I would say, I would say my my co MVPs are Tobias Harris and Boba Marjanovic. Why is that? They have been hilarious. I mean, they have such a hilarious friendship. They're clearly so close. People should follow those two guys on Instagram. They're so funny. It was Tobias Harris's birthday today, and. Tobias's fabricated rivalry with Boban because they were teammates in Philadelphia with the Clippers and with Detroit, and they kept getting traded together. And uh, then Boban left for Dallas, and Tobias Harris has fabricated a rivalry with him for finally leaving him. And <laughs> the Instagram videos are incredibly funny. And today was Tobias Harris's birthday, and Tobias was. Every time he passes him on on the Disney campus, he takes videos of Boban, talks about how he screams at him, about how he's still mad at him, and they're not talking. And they're they they take videos of each other all the time. They're they're hilarious. They're incredibly funny. And uh, you should go check them out. 
This you NBA bubble. You're right. You're right. It's it's co MVP. Yeah. yeah. Co MVP to the two of those guys. They're they're both genuinely funny. Like they're not just. Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of guys we see uh, like Darius Baisley is full of energy and he's youthful and he's and he's goofy. But he's he's funny to watch. But he but he's mm-hmm. not like dropping one liners. Like Tobias and Boban are are funny. Like they are yeah. they are funny people doing funny things. I think they're both very funny. I, I'm enjoying it. Hey Fred, if you don't mind me asking a question here, if you were in the bubble, how would you spend it? Mm. How would I how would I spend the quarantine? You mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, like outside of the work and. You know, getting insults from uh, from Scott on the uh, on the Zoom calls. <laughs> what would you be doing? I'd I'd probably be. I I like to binge watch two shows at a time, so I'd probably binge watch two shows, and I would nice. probably binge watch a show that that Carly wouldn't have an interest in. Oh, so like, yeah, because you can have that to yourself and then not have to because normally we watch a show together you know so i'd i'd probably watch a show that she wouldn't have an interest in what's been your shows that you're watching during this whole time and we just watched too hot to handle Ooh, it is so bad (laughs) but you don't like it oh i loved it but it's so bad it's so bad um watch parks and rec it was great but nobody cares about what i'm watching well, I did. I, I would watch. You know what I would watch? I would watch Ozark, which I haven't seen. Everybody says you it's need awesome. to. It is amazing. That was my that was my uh, accomplishment during uh, this whole pandemic. Watching that. Yeah, everyone says great. Andrew, we got anything else? Uh, <clears throat> I have nothing else. No, I, I was I was interested in what your drink choices were, but you told us you drink you're drinking water and Starbucks coffee drinks and tons of apple yeah. juice. No, no incredible apple amounts of apple juice. Just outrageous amounts. If of anyone apple juice. wants my OJ or apple juice, I'll, I'll I'll trade it for some water. Yeah, he's he's as as Myers Leonard and JJ Redick are shotgunning beers. You're just you're just pounding apple juice. Pounding, yep. Destroying it. There is an actual apple juice shortage in florida right now, now i will say like which is the second biggest of, problem to the pandemic once we're out of quarantine and there is time and maybe you can do socially distant i will add alcohol to that but like i don't know if it's just me because i know in our field everyone drinks but like i don't see the fun in drinking by yourself like i like am i am i missing something here no, you're not. That's no, uh, no. I, that's a pretty uh, normal opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just like some are like, oh, I'm gonna drink. Are you? And, like, order are, you con- like, are you like, confused? Are you confused and think it is uh, a healthy thing to be drinking and getting drunk by yourself all the time? Well, not all the time. I just don't find it fun to do even once. Like I'd want to drink with a friend, you know, like I'm never going to sit by myself and have a bottle of wine. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. This I you know, what's great. I led this podcast by saying today we're actually going to talk about basketball. 
That that did not come true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can Medina, ask anything. Basketball, if you want. But <laughs> anything, anything, uh, anything you're working on? Anything to plug before we wrap up? Yeah, um, you know, I've been doing it since I'm not cover specific team. I mean, a lot of it's been league stuff. So I did the obligatory "What's the bubble like?" story, um, but I also did a column, you know, really stressing that. You know, when you're seeing these positive cases, you know, the guys leaving quarantine, you don't want to take it lightly. But I saw this as more evidence that the system is working. Right. So I have some context there. And then I have a story thing coming out. Maybe it's already published or will be published on some of the technology stuff that the league's doing uh, with all this health and safety stuff. Uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, it's been a weird thing with zoom, uh, particularly for me. Cause like, since I'm not covering a specific team, like you don't want to be that guy that's trying to hop on every zoom call. Cause you're kind of spinning your wheels and I'm busy enough with league stuff, but you also don't want to ignore, like if there's a notable player or there's news. So sometimes it's kind of fly on the seat of your pants, but that's, those were the two things I had in the pipe and I'll just keep going and come up with more ideas as they come. Cool. And, uh, if you are a subscriber to the athletic, you can head on. I am, see. A, I am a subscriber to the athletic. There you go. So you and other subscribers can head onto the website and you can see a story that I did came out Wednesday afternoon, uh, about Steven Jackson and Deshaun Jackson and the anti-Semitic comments that they made. And, uh, I, Jared Weiss, Kendra Andrews, and Eric Kareen, all of whom are Jewish and all of whom are on that podcast that I mentioned at the start of the episode, kind of just wrote an open like uh, open letter responding to those comments. You can check that out over the at, the at The Athletic. I had a piece about what the offense might look like for the Wizards with Bradley Beal out. I'm going to talk about that kind of stuff in the schematics on next week's episode because I'm probably going to have another follow-up piece um, – Similar, talking about the effect of Nobile and looking at other angles of that coming out either Friday or maybe on Monday, more likely on Friday. So I'm going to be able to talk about those two pieces on my next episode, which will run next week. If you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, but you have an interest in reading one or all of those articles, you can sign up for The Athletic for 40% off if you go to theathletic.com slash wizards after dark, that gets you an annual subscription for $36 for the full year and gets you full access to the athletic, not just my stories, but everything, everything on the athletic DC, MLB, NBA, NFL, everything that you would want. It's going to be up there. So again, that's theathletic.com slash wizards after dark for $36 for a full year, full access subscription to the athletic. You can subscribe to Wizards After Dark if you're not a subscriber now. Tell your friends to subscribe. Word of mouth is very helpful. If you enjoy the podcast, you can give us five stars on iTunes if you enjoy the podcast. You can leave a review on iTunes, as I always say, which helps more than you might realize. Uh, And uh, that's all we got today. That's all we got today. I'll be back at some point next week. I'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening.